Blog Talk Radio. Girl, hey, 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 everybody! Welcome to Let's Chat. We have an awesome show on tap tonight, Lisa. I am so excited. We got a Ike Breeze takeover, girl. Yes, I know. I love it when he comes on the show. He always shows love. Today he's coming on. He's bringing his team with him, so we get to meet some of them. We get to listen to some of their music. So I'm definitely excited about that. Absolutely, absolutely. My name is Tony, and just to give you guys just a, a quick rundown, because we have so much going on in the, the chat room tonight, we have a, a slew of guests to bring on. We just want to get some housekeeping out of the way. But here on Let's Chat, we celebrate literature, and tonight we are celebrating the wonderful sounds of music, the royal way no matter what the genre may be. Now, our show allows all avid readers, listeners, just everybody to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. We invite you guys to come into the chat room and just get comfortable and just kick it with me and Leash and just have a grand old time. So we hope that you guys are excited, and we all getting it feel the passion of our guest leash. That's one thing I love here on Let's Chat. The passion comes out, and we just take it and run with it, girl. I definitely agree with that, and I think that's why we love what we do. You know, some people just do whatever they do just to do it, but we actually love mm-hmm. the things that we do. I love what, as a reader, because, you know, we're readers first, I love to feel the author's passion mm-hmm. when I'm reading their books. But what if you don't know, you know, that particular person or if they're a new independent um, 
artist and you've never experienced their work before, what, what if? You know, so I love to be able to experience their personality, which helps me to experience their passion. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And, you know, Leash, in addition to that, when we have our guests here on Let's Chat, when we do download those books or we download those that music, and when we're listening to it or when we're reading it back, I reflect on when they were here and just getting to know them and laugh and joke and just get to hear their passion. So it all goes together hand in hand. You know, we are usually on here one-clicking as we have our guests on. That's one of the beautiful things that we we love to do. It's just one click away, whether it be music, books, fashion, whatever it is. You know, you're going to find it here on Let's Chat with me and my girl, the wonderful, fantabulous Miss Leisha. (laughs) Thank you, T. Now, and it's awesome because if you missed our show last night, last night we had a a gospel singer, Ebony Archer, on. And if you missed her interview or or any of the interviews we had yesterday, please go on blogtalk.com and listen to our archives, or you can go on iTunes. But the music that she gave us is so awesome. When I tell you Mm -hmm. I put it on my phone so I can play it in my car, that's how good it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely And we're getting ready to enrich you guys with some more music from Ike and his team You know, we love us some Ike But, you know, I'm just going to step into my sports hat You know I be ribbing him <laughs> during the football season So, uh, you know, it's all love, Ike Don't hold it against the sister <laughs> We're going to have know, some right? fun You know <laughs> You know, I got to talk that job when he comes in, but it's all love. You know I love you. <laughs> so I can't wait Speaking to get him in here. Sports, it just... <laughs> Speaking of sports, did you see where Under Armour made a post and Steph Curry came back on Twitter? Yes, I did see that, and I have some thoughts about that. But, um, you know, I can talk about some sports all night, but don't get me started, girl. <laughs> I'm just saying, I really, and we're going to talk sports real quick. I really, I like Steph Curry just as far as his integrity because, and I really believe he's the type that, you know how normally the um, they drop the artist or they drop the athlete, but I think he's the type of athlete that will drop his sponsor. Like, Mm-hmm. I think if their their minds are not, you know, if they're not aligned with the way he does things or the way he lives his life mm-hmm. or his beliefs, I believe that that post can cost them his contract and not the other way around. I totally agree. There's just certain things that you, 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 you know, you have the freedom to do, and there's certain things that you don't go and attack to. And I think that was a bit personal on Steph's behalf, you know, um, taking the ET off of the assets, I think that just went, just a, just pushed the, the needle just a little bit too far. True. That's just True. My I opinion. think that he, um, he's trying to make a point, but he's not making it the right way, if that makes sense. Not making the right point. Like, he's trying to make but a know, point, but he's not going about it the right way. Right. There's a certain way you do it. And that's, Absolutely. he's not doing you know, we're it gonna that be, 
And you know I'm going to go in depth on the school board on Tuesday because I, I, I'm all geared up. But you know, me and Leash, we digress. <laughs> Tonight is all about I know, we the, always, the, we the always music. <laughs> we always get to doing this. But I wanted to bring that up because uh, it was just something that ha- that happened today in sports. A lot happened on today, but um, when uh, you want to, were you able to download some um, Ike's music that he sent over? I'm actually doing that right now. Awesome, awesome! Can't wait to hear it and meet all his his team. Well, we actually have some of his music already. You know, Ike always sends us music, so it's not like we don't have an Ike burner play because we do. True, true. Because we keep at least. We keep them in rotation here on this chat, and as we keep Ike in rotation and uh, Gotti in rotation here on this chat, and we're always telling you guys where you can download it when it's available because, you know, sometimes he blesses us with a little exclusive, but you can find his music here on this chat as well as on the Scoreboard Sports Show, my baby, on Tuesday nights, and he's getting ready to bless us with some a jingle for my sports show. I cannot wait to hear what he has come up with. And uh, I hope he was nice to assist and didn't rip me about my Giants. We're going to take a brief break, but we're going to play We Fresh. I love this song. All we right. play it all the time. Yes, we do. We'll be back. <laughs>
We welcome you to Let's Chat. Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm here with my right hand, and you know, sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. This is Takeover Thursdays. We got a hot show today. We have Ike Breeze and Team BMT, as well as author Tiffany Warren. So this is going to be a hot show. We appreciate everybody that's tuning in. If you like Let's Chat and you want to sponsor us, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Tequila is full. I, um, you re- whenever you're ready, honey, just press your one, and we'll bring you into the chat room. We have so many people in the queue, Leash. I love it. And they're getting ready to be blessed with the awesome BMT team. Um, so let's get it popping. Absolutely. It's one more thing I want to say about Ike. Because, you know, when you come on a any show, you have to, this is one person I know that is going to promote whatever he's going to do. If he about to be playing mm-hmm. outside of Kentucky Fried Chicken, guarantee it's going to be a whole bunch of people listening to him play outside of Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> because he's going to make sure everybody knows what he is doing before he even gets there. And that's the yes. one thing I just love about him. He is always yes, on Absolutely. So I see he has his hand up leash. Can you see that? Okay, bring him on here. Okay. We're going to bring in 813-393. Welcome to the chat room. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? Oh, hey, that don't sound like Ike. <laughs> no, this is assistant Chanel. Hi, Chanel. How, how you doing? How Hi. I'm good. <laughs> but I told me to come on. I heard it was by the BMT family, so I just showed up. I don't know where where's Ike? We got very young on. <laughs> right. Well while we waiting on Ike, Chanel, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you bring to the BMT family. Well, I am also Ike's youngest sister. So I've known him all my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I basically do for him and the co CEO, which is Japan, I just do whatever they need me to do for him, you know. So I'm along mm-hmm. on tour with him. I put my input up with all the artists, Bugatti, from Delray Kane, and all the time when we get together, it's always fun. Mhm. Well, it sounds like you Absolutely. guys have some fun, and um, <laughs> we're happy to to have you with us. Sister, I guess by you being a sister, I guess you have known them all your life, huh? <laughs> yes. Yes, most definitely. But um, awesome. how do you, how is it, and I want to ask, only because, you know, sisters, you do work for them, but as a mm-hmm. sister, it's, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Because when you when you rock with somebody and they're your friend, you rock with them. But when you rock with them and they family, it's different. How do you feel just seeing him move the way he moves? And accomplish things that he he's accomplishing and and planning on accomplishing. Well, it's definitely awesome. It's a blessing. Um, I'm so very proud of my big brother. So very proud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things always they're not always what you expect them to be. So I continue to support him. I continue to push him. No matter what, I'm always gonna be here, hundred percent. Always. So that's the mm-hmm. difference between family and a friend, or you know, family and a coworker. Blood is always sticking in water, so I'm always in his corner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I wow. think we got Mike, uh, Ike Breeze in here. Hey, Ike, how are you? 
What's good, y'all? Happy to be back. What's going down? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you just here chopping it up with your family. I hear it. What's up, Chanel? Hey, brother. She also do the contracts <laughs> for the team, too. I don't know if she mentioned that. She's very, very yeah, intelligent. And um, she's my balance. When I when I, when I I make tough decisions, there's two people I go mm-hmm. to, and that's her and my co-CEO. And uh, she has a lot of influence because um, she always sees things from a way that I don't, and that's very valuable to me and what we got going on. Mm-hmm. That's deep. And, um, Chanel, I see you have many talents, but, but you know, it's great when someone can look at you and just see that you 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 calmed them out, you balanced them out. That's that's an awesome thing, and um, it's it's great to hear Big Bro say that on live radio. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Everybody here. A bit. Now it is recorded, <laughs> so you should take it. Make sure you keep a copy with you and plan for you. Plan for him, Autumn. You know, sometimes it gets tough. It gets a little sick sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure you play what he just said about you. And so now remember, you said. Definitely. We're going to put you back in the queue. We're going to chop it up with Japan and Ike real quick. We thank you for coming on here and opening up the show with us. No problem. Absolutely. Y'all have a great night. No you problem. Too, Absolutely. Now, I we done missed so much. You got the Grammys. You got all these things going on. You got your, your contract. We need you to let us know what's going on in my, in Ike's world since the last time you came on Let's Chat because you've been doing so many things. Your feet just moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got we yeah we we got a lot going on. I know last time um I came on we was in um. Competition for uh, a record deal with Two Hot Radio. Um, I closed our closing affiliate, which we we did win that situation. Um, mm-hmm. Also, too, um, we launching the company website, another clothing line. I have my own website, but we launching the BMT website for the label, the execs and the label, all the BMT family and the artists. Um, we have my international artist Hollywood. His new single Riders coming out next month, featuring Bugatti, my first rap artist. Um, Bugatti single is out right now. Uber he has another single coming out next month called NBA, and then Hollywood also has another international single coming out called Hey Sir Quella Dancer, which is do that dance in Spanish. He is a Spanish artist also. Uh, that record will be out next month. We're shooting a yacht video for that in Tampa. Um, we're gonna be doing some events with DJ Superstar in Atlanta. He's um. Uh, my personal DJ, BMT DJ, he does a lot of stuff in Atlanta. He'll be on to talk about all the stuff he has going on, too. We're doing a mixtape together. Uh, DJ Mike Styles, another BMT DJ. Um, he's also part of Hotline Radio, and DJ Superstar is part of Too Hot Radio, so we kind of a, a mixed conglomerate of networking here. And um, he has a lot going on. Um, mixtape Monday is on their station. He has the heavy rotation show on his station. We're going to be doing some shows in New York. Anytime I go anywhere where my DJ's at, they're going to DJ my shows. You'll hear them on the mixtapes. Um, just a lot. We're also talking to Atlantic Records right now, uh, which I ain't going to get into too much of that. Um, but I got a friend I went to college with named TJ Chapman, who was uh, the manager of B.O.B. and T-Pain. Um, and so we got some. We, we got a lot going on right now. Along with we're doing a lot of Sign Myself music conferences. 
Um, so it, 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 it's a lot, and we are going to be filming a documentary. That's awesome. Wow. And, you know, we just want to really say, because we've been we've been doing Ike's Burner since he came out. Yes, and y'all have. And Yes, and I'm just we we are both so proud of you because you got yes, out here, are. you did your thing, your mixtape from your mix, you just kept moving, you didn't stop no matter what bump came in a row, and we are really really proud of you. Hey man, I appreciate y'all. That's why I always like to come back. Y'all are some of the first people that helped push me, man, and I never forget that. No matter how far we go, I will always come back on this show and win. If I'm ever anywhere y'all at, you know, like I said, y'all VIP. So I'm going to always show love to Let's Chat. Man, y'all have been very loyal uh, to BMT and Ike, and we really appreciate y'all for that. That's real shit. Absolutely. Let's you know, um, I'm... Oh, go ahead, C. No, I was going to say, I'm in New York, so let me know when you come to, come into my town. You know, this is Tony's town here in New York. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. You up there with Mike Styles. Yeah, we'll be coming up there in 2017. We got a couple showcases we're working on. We're going to be up there. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. But let's talk to the to the co-CEO, Japan, for a minute. Japan, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your your musical journey, just to introduce yourself. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Um well, let me show where can I start from. My journey started in the early 90s when I was love of hip-hop. So I grew up with the old, old cats from MC Shan to Nas to Biggie, Jay, Fabs. You know, I still fuck with a lot of those Fabs, especially from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn, so I know, you know, so I know the music. So eventually I got uh-huh. into DJ, DJ for almost seven, eight years. Start, I was tired of carrying all the crates back and forth, so I was like, you know what? So I started doing some promotion venues over in Sexy, all the banking conference and whatnot, you know, little mixer, as they call it. Then ever since then, uh, you know, my music evolved. You know, then I was fortunate. Well, let's just say Universe was fortunate, me, to get in touch with Ike, with the music. And after that, you know, we we formed the label BMT. And after that, you already know what he said after that. So, you know, we're doing it, we're making noise, and we'll we continue to make noise throughout the 217 mm-hmm. and throughout the next couple of years or wherever how God led us to do and, you know, turns into different ventures. Absolutely. Now, how did your, um, how did you guys come together? Talk a little bit about that when you guys decided to, to just come together as one and move around in this industry. Uh, great question. I don't know if I want to take that one or I could take it. doesn't matter. I'm sure he'll put his, uh, echo, I'll, you know, I'll, he'll probably echo that on as well. Um, yeah, I mean, like yeah, I said, yeah, Universe yeah. and God was fortunate. God and you were fortunate enough to do it because he was rapping and he was hot, and, and I had a passion for music, and I wanted to start a label. And, you know, I, that was my passion for almost 15 years when I was in music. you got to be, you know, do some type of label. So, like I said, you know, mm-hmm. Universe and God was fortunate for me to, you know, uh, present a situation with Ike, and after that, you know, we became close and started, you know, contributing to the music, not only music-wise, but on other levels as well, you know, other other passions and what have you. And after that, you know, uh, we are here with you ladies and talking about our new stuff and new ventures. I'm going to go a little further, though. I'm going to go a little yeah. further and see how that works. The actual event which kicked all it off was I was working 
I was working a nine to five at this time, and I was working for a cellular company. And she called in for some issues, tech support or something. And we got to talking. And um, you know, we got to talk about music. I don't remember how it happened. Um, he gave me his email. I shot him some music. Um, after I shot him the music, he called me, told me what he was into, and it's been off and running six years from now, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. He does work in mysterious ways, but he works nonetheless. Yeah, yeah always in your favor. It's going on. Now I do have. A, <laughs> I got a question for you guys because you you both have music in your is your passion. It's in your soul. It's in your spirit. It's something that you guys always do. But now that you have a company that has, uh, you're responsible for other people's music as well, how do you balance being able to brand them and yourselves at the same time? Who you want me to answer that or you want to answer that? Well, we both give an answer. All right. Well, I mean, with me, I mean, we got music in our blood. I mean, I was blessed to grow up as a late, in my late teens, to travel with my cousin, MC Hammer, um, as a roadie and learned a lot about the business, um, watching him his brothers, Lewis and Chris, who were his role manager and lawyer. Um, so when I started getting into hip-hop, and we got to this point now, I don't really do anything different than I do with me. And that's what I learned about a lot of artists who are CEOs, rappers who have labels, mm-hmm. don't do it. I feel like I'm not going to put shit out of me unless it's super fire. Everything has to be on point, and it has to be, it has to be, it has to be A1 quality. And I'm not the type of artist that's self-conscious where a lot of these artists who have labels feel like they're worried about the competition of their own artists. So that's why some of their records sound a lot better than some of their artists' records, even though you can tell the artist probably got the talent to make some of the same records as the CEO making. Well, I'm not insecure. I know my I know my shit is high. And I feel like I want anything that's, anything that's associated with me and my label has to be the same way, and I'm the same way for my artists. I want my artist records to be hot or hotter than mine or hot as. It has to be. Um, I'm not afraid if my artists get a fan base and people like them. That generates income mm-hmm. and record sales, which we have a company to run, and that's what it should be about. I celebrate artists that we have because they are very talented, and I don't have an issue we're doing everything I can in my power to put the same effort in my project as I do in their project. And when y'all talk to Hollywood and Bugatti, and even, um, you know, when y'all talk to Superstar and they tell you about seeing me perform, when we're in the studio, man, it's, it's, the, it's the same effort as if it's me. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's how mm-hmm. I handle it. And I ain't never had a problem with that. So I think that's just my mindset as an artist versus some CEOs that are artists. I think they have a competition complex. I don't have that. Hmm. Japan, you want to add that? Right. I mean, I don't have anything to add. I think he's pretty much summed everything all, everything else in one. But uh, as my own opinion, I mean, as music went and I moved around in the venues, lounges, and clubs, you know, I started picking up, and you know, started running into some, you know, heavy hitters, labels, A and R, and all that stuff. Then then kind of give me my own street cred, you know, aside from what I do at my hobby and my profession, 
you know, so that gave me a little bit more, more in, I would say more outlet into the world of music, you know, how it goes about and what entails and, and all that stuff that goes in, you know, that. So pretty much that's how I look at it. Yeah, he, he, he's, 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 he's um, omni-creative slash business. He's business straight slash marketing. But he knows the hot record when he hears. And what I mm-hmm. do with Chanel to tell you this, I sit down with my team and we vote on records. Mine too. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, okay. it ain't just... We we we, and, we critique and what, we critique each other's. You let us vote. That's what we gonna push. And I push Mars the same way I push me. We we don't make no difference. Yeah, we critique each other's work. That's that's how you get constructive criticism. So it just it that's just right. gives him more 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 power, more enthusiast of coming up with more hot heavy bars than what it easily is. So I kind of tell him do it this way, do it this way. So he kind of plays around with it and and. Next thing you know, it comes out comes out good after mixing and you know producing and stuff like that. Absolutely, and you know me and Ike, we've talked about this before. But my brother, he does music, and I just get a, a whole different appreciation when I hear your passion. I see, you know, if I that studio life, that be some serious stuff, and so I get a better appreciation for the music that you put out just being able to understand the, the process of putting it together and, and breaking it down and making sure it's right, right verse, right track, all of that comes together, and it brings us the music that we enjoy to bump in our cars. Yeah, so we yeah, really yeah. appreciate yeah. you and all the things that we that you guys do to bring music to us as fans. We're going to get into right. some music here. You are tuning in to Let's Chat. I am Miss Felicia. You know I got my right-hand girl and the fabulous Miss Tony. We here chopping it up with DMT and Ike Breeze, Japan. We got the whole crew here, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think, <laughs> the, only one on the, I think the only one not on the night is Bugatti because he's feeling under the weather. Oh, oh you we feel hope he feels better. better. Yeah, he, he got the flu. Oh, no. Yeah, we don't want, we don't want him to get sick. We won't do that. <laughs> so we're going to play um, We're gonna play Bugatti. Okay. That's NBA, right? Yeah, this is exclusive, too. Ain't nobody heard this record. It ain't out yet. We ain't ran it nowhere else yet. So, yeah, this is his new single coming out next month, Bugatti NBA. Awesome. Awesome. All right, let's go. I walked inside the bank and told him I want to withdraw A couple hundred thousand, I'm about to go and blow it all Take my bitch a text and told him meet me at the mall Talked to that Louis bag and told my bitch to go and ball We be ballin' like the NBA We be ballin' like the NBA Never showed me the same love Now we all in Saxville Make it 
rain on the cash shield. I was shopping in Jimmy Jams and JC Penny that were last year. Who got it with from the block to the billboards in the past year. Making moves like a Uber. Switching lanes and fans give my eyes rig, my weed green. Courtesy of that I read. Them beats are blue and they drink or black. Say anybody wanna try me. My beats red, I'm good to pink. Plus she got good high shit. work, make a dream work. My bitch don't ain't no IT. Falling like the NBA. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, that is NBA Bugatti. That's nice. Okay, y'all. We see y'all. We working on some shit. I'm trying to get that record spent during the NBA playoffs, too. So if this, y'all pray that y'all pray that, that situation go through, we're working on that right now. And we're working on getting. My lead single ball so hard on ballers too right now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. Hot. Awesome. Now we gonna um. Let's see. I'm trying to make sure we get the the music that you sent us. Now you have a Mexican. You have a Spanish um record that you sent us. Tell us a little bit about that and how you got hooked up with the artist. So that artist, that's Hollywood. Um, I've been knowing Hollywood for a long time. We've been best of friends, which I'll say family, um, for at least 12 to 13 years. And um, when I met Hollywood, he was dealing with some cats. But I, when I heard his music, I knew they they wasn't they couldn't do for him what they needed to be what needed to be done for his voice. Um, you know, they didn't have no vocal coaching, they had none of that, you know, so and we started working on music and um you know, I was able to between me and him, we sit and we write and we come up with ideas and we both put in on the record and we get the records that fit what he do best and he's bilingual. You know, he's black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um oh. um once we got BMT off the ground, he's one of the first artists I signed. Um he has that KC, that Eddie King, Nice Like This, and that's going to be the name of his album, by the way. I remember. He came on the show before, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, and he has amazing talent, an amazing ear for music, um, a, a great voice, and, and he also is Spanish, so he can do international records. And this record is called uh, Hey Sacuela Danza, which is Do That Dance. Live guitar, live Spanish guitar. This is going to be his second single after Ryder. It's going to be the one we're going to do the Yacht video for. And uh, we came about that record because he speaks Spanish. And we were like, we, I got a track from a producer. And I'm the type of artist where if the track don't fit me and I like it, i like, man, I like it, but I can't write to it. Let me see it maybe for one of my artists. So he heard it. And uh, he was like, man, this is a Spanish record. And he started speaking Spanish shit. <laughs> and, we went, and, we, and we went from there writing it together. So when he would say his lines and then I would come with my lines, he would know how to say them in Spanish. And when we finally got what we wanted, uh, we went in the studio and we blessed to work with a six-time 
gold, two-time platinum engineer Brian Tyson. He engineered Clyde's first two albums. He engineered We're Out Here Grinding, T-Pain, Two Pistols. And the record is magic, man. And that's how that record came about. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Hollywood, how are you? All right, and you? We all right. We all right. Now, how, tell, you got you to gotta tell us, break it down for us. You bilingual. You can speak multiple English, multiple languages. You you write music. You 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 got. Or we, I call it thirty one flavors. That's that's the thing. Spice is thirty one flavors in general. But you thirty one flavors for real. Talk a little oh, bit yeah. about that and how you balance it in your music. Well, basically, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I I know uh, I don't like to just do music with anybody. So he already know he's one of my favorite rappers all-time rappers other than Big E Smalls and Tupac, you know what I'm saying, just keeping it real. Uh, but, um, man, I, I'm just into music. I, I'm, I'm into what uh, I'm into whatever that can make me, that I can make music out of. Music is everywhere around you. It can be anything. Um, I was a music major in college as well, um, you know, so I, I listen to all types of music, whether it's modern, medieval, bro, classical, you know, so I'm just into into it and, um, once once I uh, played that uh, played that uh, record for me, I mean it just came to me instantly. Uh, like he said, he said he couldn't do nothing with it. He's like, well, Wood, I'm gonna let you listen to it and, and see what you can do to it. And as soon as I heard it, I mean I just started speaking Spanish. Joy happy I keys and the boots are to go out to Jackie Vete. It's going down. Like oh, okay, slowly but slowly, but it's going down. Let's get it. Okay. But uh, but that's how we do it. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm kind of a little bit of a fool to it, but but it's all good and good, clean fun. But BMT all the way. I love my family. You know what I'm saying? I love what Ike doing with with BMT and where he's taking us through to different heights. Um, the levels of music that this guy makes uh, is incredible. I told Ike, you're not a you're not an artist. You're a businessman. Then you're an artist. Uh, that's why I look at him uh, because that's what he always shows to me. You know, by us knowing each other for such a long time. It's just been a blessing just to mm-hmm. be around him and make great music. And we welcome my boy Bugatti in for making Georgia big ups. Hope he feel better, you know, he up under the weather. But this is how we do. Uh, BMT mm-hmm. gonna keep it rolling. We ain't gonna miss a step. We ain't gonna miss a beat, you know. Okay, well we about to All get right into some of your your dance music you got going on for us. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you already know, baby. Another Ike Breeze, BMT, your boy Hollywood, D-Production. Yo, I have B.I.K. Se no te gusta, bote tu cora, tu jacket, y vete. Comprende? Ha, 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 I wanna. Que pasa? Traba high, traba high. Frente, frente. Tírate, tírate. Culo grande, culo grande.
Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Okay, okay, y'all going in and dancing over there, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, y'all gonna y'all gonna see that? Mark my words now. That video gonna hit to the moon though. Be on that. Yes, absolutely, indeed. absolutely. Wow. Nothing wrong with that. You got that's that multiple streams. And multiple uh, streams of income coming in, that's going to be a whole different, because that's, that's a whole different market of music, being able to market internationally. And that's awesome. But, you know, Hollywood, we know that you can sing. And that right, T, you know, me and T, we love, you know, free samples. So we want you okay. to give us a little, you know, a little something, something. You got to give us a little sample there. Okay. Just I'm inches away, losing my mind. That should be good enough, huh? <laughs> That's a tease. That's a tease. That's all we got to give. We got to give you that tease so we can so we can get this build up for the real deal. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Now sing it in Spanish. <laughs> oh, y'all can't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> yeah, Bobby, we want to hear this Espanol <laughs> We got to say that for the exclusive ones We got to say that for exclusive I can't, oh, I can't yeah, really man. do anything right. right now I'm in, I'm in the tight spot right now yeah, I'm, I'm in the interview, okay. I'm at work So, you know and His whole album, he might be the first BNT album release Because I, I ain't ready to do my album yet his album is moving along pretty quick. Bugatti, we're still doing singles. Um, his album will probably be out this summer because uh, Kush Fantasies and Cognac Dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. This is Tony um, Ike and, and Hollywood. Um, I, uh-huh. I really love that last song we just heard, and it had me over here singing, you know, you know, doing my thing, and yeah, yeah, papi, got my Spanish lingo mm-hmm. coming out. But um, okay. I love that you bring... <laughs> I love that you bring the different flavors of music. And um, what else can we expect? What other type of flavor can we expect out of BMT in the future? Oh, uh, a lot. I, was, I mean, well, from me, from my aspect, when I'm me knowing I agree, you can pretty much take, uh, take uh, some of everything. You might even hear me do uh, probably a... a uh, a country uh, with Ike in it. Oh, okay. uh, um, yeah, yeah. Or even right a practical now. song. Uh, we can probably oh, put he Ike. Oh, he's gonna leave the real shit. I ain't think you was gonna tell him like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so we they get the first exclusive, Ike. You know, so we try to like I said, we're gonna keep it humble. We're gonna keep messing with y'all all the way around the board. How far do we take it? We still gonna we still gonna give y'all VIP on everything. Cause like I said, Ike. Let us know, man. Y'all been a blessing to BMT family, and you know what I'm saying. We appreciate y'all. You know what I'm saying. We just like to give it in return. But uh, like I said, please expect a lot from us because we, we we got a lot to give. I'm like, buddy, love. We got a lot of love to give. We got a lot of love to give. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you having us. So I'm going to talk to these DJs because really DJs are the ones that send these records. They put these records out so that us as fans and listeners can get um, – we're able to hear some things that we may not necessarily hear on a regular basis. You know, they bring Mm -hmm. music to us, whether it's underground music or, you know, they always try to give us a little sample of something to look out for. So we're going to bring in DJ Superstar and DJ Mike Styles. Okay. Hello, DJ Mike Styles. All right, how you how y'all ladies doing? We are good. Welcome to the chat room. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, DJ Mike, so I know uh, y'all said y'all in New York. I'm in New York too, with this all this snow. But um, glad to be yes. on here tonight. <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm not there. I go by. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I go by DJ Superstar, and I'm down here in the beautiful city of Atlanta. All right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm down in Georgia. I was just getting ready to say, I'm sorry to hear about the snow y'all having. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. We can hear it in your voice, Leash. (laughs) I'm sorry to hear about that. My husband my husband and son, they're in Michigan and they were talking about the snow. All I can say is I'm sorry to hear about that, (laughs) y'all. I gotta say, I love them two niggas right there, man. My DJs, I love them two niggas. They do so much. They reach so many people, man, and and I appreciate everything they do um, for the label and me with our music, man. And I want them to know that. And artists who get mad, you better fuck with these DJs. Telling you now, you better fuck with them. Absolutely. Now, I want you guys both to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your musical journey. Uh, I can I can start off DJ Superstar. Uh, my name is DJ Mike Styles. Um, uh, retired military army. Um, DJing uh, for now 15 years, and um, like I said, born and raised in New York. Um, I'm more of a I do club, do some clubs, do you know, mobile DJing, and um, I knew Ike Burner for for at least three, four years now. Um, I, when I had my when I was doing my show, I interviewed him, and I've been following his journey. And when he wanted me to be a part of the BMT DJs, um, actually, I, was, I think I was the first first DJ he asked to be a part of it. And I said, Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm liking what you're doing. I like your vision, and um. You know, and he's been sending me the songs, sending me his songs, and I, you know, I got an ear for music. You know, being um, being in the game for so long, and um, you know, like I said, I, I see his vision, and I'm definitely here for his journey, and um, you know, you know, I just love doing what I do, and um, you know, right now I got this, you know, a, a show on Too Hot Radio, six o'clock on Monday, mixtape Mondays. Make sure y'all listen to me. I'm at six six o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And um like I said, um Ike Burner, y'all I'm with you, brother, I'm with you one hundred percent. Yes, sir, yes, sir. All right. 
Go ahead. Awesome. I think that's one of oh, okay. um that's one of the CJs uh, that um I've been Oh, go ahead, C. No, I say I think he is one of the DJs I have been sharing. And when I posted it, now I remember the Too Hot Radio. So it's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you also. <laughs> so. Well, DJ Superstar. Yeah. Yeah, like you guys said, my name is DJ Superstar. Um, and just like DJ Mike Styles, I've been DJing. Well, let me go back to the military part. I'm currently uh, in the military myself, seven years uh, so far. Um, and I recently just moved to Atlanta, maybe back in August or whatnot. I uh, moved from North Carolina. I went to school up there. Um, and that's really where I um, I first started to DJ. You know, college parties, different um, events around the college campuses and things like that. And um, once I moved to Atlanta, um, I was blessed with the opportunity to uh, be a part of the Two Hot Radio team. And um, I've been with Two Hot Radio for maybe a year now. So um, mm-hmm. while I've been with Two Hot Radio, um, you know, they travel a lot. They go to different places. And um, last year for the uh, BET Hip Hop Awards, they were down here in Atlanta. And um, I was blessed with the opportunity to uh, DJ a few artist showcases. Um, and, you know, it was just the right moment, I guess, um, where I met Ike, uh, Ike Burner at. So um, it, it, was, it was just, you know, a great connection. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm, I think I heard about him talking about he won the showcase um, that they had down there. And um, like I said, his, his music was awesome um, when we had the chance to spin it down there at the different showcases. And, um, you know, I said, hey, man, I, I definitely got to connect with this guy. I definitely got to link with him. And um, he reached out to me um, not too long ago and asked me to be a part of his BMT International DJ team. And I said, yeah, yeah, man, it will definitely be an honor, definitely be a blessing to uh, to push your music, man, and definitely network with everybody else that you're connected with and just make make the dream come true. So um, I've been rocking with Ike, you know, ever since. Um, like I said, I'm on um, – I'm on Too Hot Radio on Fridays, um, and then on Mixtape Monday as well. So you guys can definitely tune in and um, and listen to uh, a few of my mixes. But um, yeah, I've definitely been rocking with Ike ever since. Wow, that's awesome. This is Tony, and uh, we, we we thank you for sharing that with us. Now, both of the DJs were um, had military background. Am I right? Correct. Yes, correct. How, what, what strength have you brought from the military and, and has helped you to, to balance your musical career as far as DJing? Is there any quality that you can bring across the board that helps you, to, you know, to be as successful as you are in what you do? Um, I guess I can, I can jump on that one. Um, honestly, I can say time management because, um, you know, being a, being a DJ for a radio station as well as a, as a uh, as an artist, on top of um, I guess working a a full time job, you know, um, you just gotta have the proper time management because when it comes from, um, like I said, we got a mixtape coming up, and I hosted mixtapes in the past, but you gotta, you know, plan out time for when you want to record the drops for your mixtapes and record the sets for your uh, for your mix show, 
Um, especially mm-hmm. if you, you're DJing at different venues and everything around the city, you just got a got a plan, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I always say, any anything I do um, to be early is to be on time, and in, and 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 that's what I do with everything. You know, if it's from a venue or mm-hmm. if it's you know create anything or, or or networking with anybody, you know, to be early is to be on time. So. Um, I can say, you know, what the military has taught me how to um, to use time management and just, um, you know, it just helps me work more efficient. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what's up. And now other DJ? Yes. Uh, for myself, I like that time management. I like teamwork. I learned teamwork from being in the military, and like I said, there's no I in team. So when you have a good team around you, you can actually do and accomplish a lot. And I see that, you know, with the BMT, we definitely have a good team. And that's what helped me, mm-hmm. um, not only in the military, but even after the military, also being in a coalition with other DJs. And, you know, you actually, because um, like I said, it takes a team to be successful. And that's my mm-hmm. whole thing, what I got out of being in the military is teamwork. And mm-hmm. I definitely see that with BMT. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is Tony once you know, again, and it's interesting that you say that. I gotta say this, y'all, because okay. a lot of people don't. Man, when it when you talk to BMT, and I gotta say this because you got a lot of rappers that do these interviews, and they ain't talking about shit. I'm gonna just keep it real. They can't articulate. When you talk to BMT, man, I love the intelligence of the black folks around. Me. Mm-hmm. And that is very valuable. And I think that more artists need people like that. Y'all go ahead, my bad. <laughs> I totally agree with you because sometimes you can listen to an interview and you have no idea what's being said. But I wanted to say um, to the two DJs that, you know, I'm as far as the military background, I'm an Army brat. My dad was served in the um, in in the Army. So that time management and, and teamwork it's interesting that you say those two qualities because those are two qualities that I just I just do naturally. You know, some things you just do naturally and teamwork and time management and to be and when you said to be early is to be on time, a lot of people don't realize that those are qualities that 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 can gear you towards success that can gear you towards getting what it is that you want to get done and it enables you to to um how can I say to to push forward and those are great qualities to have so kudos to you guys and um those are some qualities can that I can appreciate coming from a a military family so we thank you also for your service Yes, yeah, real. Thank hard. you for your support. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for your support. Absolutely. Now, I want to ask you guys, and Ike, I know you, the boss man on on the line. What do you feel contributes to your longevity in this industry? First of all, I'm not a boss. We are family. <laughs> that, that ain't. Um, okay, the well, team, so the family. Uh, the I definitely got to say this, the, the team having, because, you know, two is better than one, three is better than two. And, you know, the Bible say anything done in unity will be blessed. But it let you know that you need more than just you to accomplish dreams. And I think that having people that want to be successful 
and y'all all believe in the same thing, and everybody brings their talent to the table to help make that happen. Um, I think that contributes to longevity. And I think the evidence okay. of removing, and I think the evidence of removing people like that from you um, creates a quick demise, which you've seen in the industry where some artists start out with a good situation and great people. But then the players mm-hmm. change, and then careers are over because we're in a business where a lot of people want to take advantage of you if you get successful and you get involved in a lot of things and people try to come at you about this, that, more money, more problems. But if you can keep people around you that bring their talent to the table and everybody believe in a greater good for everybody, which is hard to find mm-hmm. these days, which is why I value the people that I work with, That that is what I think contributes to longevity. And God. Mm-hmm. God, first and foremost. Now, um, this is Tony once again. Ike, if I had the ability to look into your head and, and see your vision, what would we be exposed to? What what gems would I be able to see inside of your head? I mean, you would see BMT being the next Death Row without the problems, a bad boy without the fuckery. The next big label, yeah. our artists, our artists doing shows over in Belize and Germany and worldwide exposure and clothing and apparel and commercials and music on TV shows. I mean, I, I, my vision is a takeover, the way that Cash Money, the way that No Limit, Death Row, uh, bad boy, there's only been a few labels that have been able to accomplish that type of impact, and they've all had dramatic impact on the hip hop industry. And that's what they would see <laughs> if they looked in my head for my vision, honestly. But that's exactly what they would see. And all my artists having money. That's very big. Absolutely. Me. None of my artists will be broke because they don't have to be. Mm-hmm. People be broke because what? people in business are shady. All my artists would be well off. It would be a situation where you got one or two and then the rest, everybody know ain't got nothing. No, we ain't going to roll like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk to you. I this is Lisa. I want to talk to you a little bit about that because being the, the, the head of a company and you have so many people that, um, depends on you. How do you manage when you may have that one person that may not be moving their feet the way they need to be? Well, one, I feel my people don't really depend on because a lot of my people are people who brought to, we came together and we all had our own situations too. Um, this situation is just another situation for all of us to try to accomplish what we're doing before we clicked up with other shit we was already doing. So that's why I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word dependent. But if there is, mm-hmm. there are times where yeah you have that situation and you know I just holler at my people say hey man yo I noticed you know what I'm saying I wonder could we do this and this and this you know what I'm saying it's it's a conversation it ain't no it's not like a nine to five you know what I mean I don't it's not like talking to your boss or your supervisor you know what I mean we're a family everybody got their own personality so you got to know. 
once you know everybody, you know how to approach that person in whatever manner you need to, whether it's me or anybody on the team that whatever the case may be. Um, and it's a conversation, and it's, it's never a tense uh, boss-on-employee type of situation. You know, it, it don't work like that. And really, I don't really have to do And on top of that, I really don't have to do that because, you know, the people, if you get people that believe in what they're doing, and they believe in what you're doing and what y'all are doing and you believe in what they're doing, they're all going to do what they're supposed to do anyway because right. you got to surround yourself with grinders. If you ain't doing that, then you'll have those situations where you got to be, hey, man, this, this, and that, and the other. But I don't ever have to do that. I don't ever have to do that. Everybody on my team got their own hustle, too, um, and they go get us. And, you know, it's a, just a natural thing with us. And I think that's probably why all of us have clicked up over time and have come mm-hmm. to this situation where we're all working together because like my eyes, I think, gravitate together. Mm-hmm. That's good. I love the unity within the BMT family. Um, and and that's, that's, that's like one of the strongest aspects of being a successful team. But we have so appreciated you. Um, guys, for for joining Alicia and I here on this chat, please shout out uh, anything that you want to share with our listening audience, your your social media sites, and any projects that you may have dropping so they can get those one clicks on and enjoy the fabulous music coming out of the BMT family. Yes, yes. Two, I got to give a shout out to Melanie, Agilia, my online associates. I know they didn't get a chance to talk. Mm-hmm. We love y'all. Um, we appreciate everything y'all do. Um, first, I start DJ Superstar. Y'all be looking out for his uh, the basement in Atlanta on Fridays, Two Hot Radio three to four, and Mixtape Mondays. Um, DJ Mike Styles Mixtape Mondays, Two Hot Radio, Heavy Rotation, his show on uh, Hotline Radio. Be looking out for Ryder from Bugatti and Hollywood. Be looking out for Hesa de la Quinza for Hollywood. Be looking out for NBA. For Bugatti, new mixtape coming soon uh, with me and DJ Superstar. That's a project in the works. Um, and be looking out for that video from Hollywood. Be looking out for the company website. And hopefully, if God bless us, do things in the right way, you'll be hearing some music on some of these TV shows. And so uh, awesome. that's what BNC got going on. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and also, we continue mm-hmm. to do uh, reach out to internet radio play. You can check me out on Killjoy Radio XM, thirty minutes with Ike, nonstop music. Um, you know, you can catch us on Two High Radio on, on Industry Thursdays, uh, also on Fridays with uh, with DJ uh, Superstar, and also on Heavy Rotation with my style. And I just want to thank the BNT family. I want to thank Les Chat. We love y'all, and uh, more to come. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys for always, always supporting us. You always sending us music. I don't even have to ask. I got email. I can send us the music, so we appreciate that. And we always playing something, whether it's um, riding or we Mm -hmm. we keep it in rotation on a constant um, basis. So we really appreciate you and all the things that you do. Um, to even support us and our vision. So we're going to play right as BMT exits out of the chat room. Set us up a little bit before we put this on. This is that new club banger for 2017. Y'all going to hear this in the summertime. This is Ryder Hollywood featuring Bugatti. Let's get it. 
I actually, we inboxed and we were talking. I had put up a post on Facebook, and I think it was about verbs or adverbs. And we just had the most, the conversation was just so awesome. So I was like, oh, I'm going to need you to come on the show. So <laughs> we got her here on the show. Hey, Tiffany, how are you? Hey, Alicia, I'm good. I I think the uh, conversation was about conversation tags. You said yeah, tags, tags. You, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what the conversation That's was right. about. Mm-hmm. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me on. We appreciate you Thanks spending time with us. Now tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. So I have been writing professionally since um, 2005 when my first book, What a Sister Should Do, came out. Um, And I've written about – I stopped counting at 25, so I think I'm closing in on 30 um, books. And um, I'm just – I feel really blessed to still be able to – just have a book deal and be able to uh, have my books in stores is a blessing. Um, so I write um, primarily women's fiction um, with my characters. I like for my characters to be flawed. Um, and lately I've been taking uh, my characters to rock bottom because I think it makes for a great story. Um, so I have a new book coming out um, in April called Her Secret Life about a young lady who goes from being a crack addict's daughter to um, a D.C. socialite to homeless um, on the streets of D.C. So, Absolutely. Wow. Now tell us a little bit about how you got connected with your publisher. So I've been with a few different publishers. I started off um, with Walkworthy Press, um, who they – published Christian fiction back in 2005 when it was really popular. Um, you had um, it, right then, was I think it was an insurgence of Christian fiction. Um, and so <laughs> I signed with Walkworthy Press. Um, and a few years later, uh, they split with their parent company, which was Time Warner Books. So I ended up um, publishing a few more titles with Time Warner. I've been with Dafina. Um, which is an imprint on Kensington Books since 2009. So um, I went through the traditional process of submitting uh, manuscripts through the mail, snail mail, um, and getting rejection letters. So I like to tell people there's no shortcuts to this because um, I definitely did it the old-fashioned, old-school way. Mm. Absolutely. Go ahead, T. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I just want to backtrack to these 30 books a sister done put out. (laughs) How long have you been writing, Tiffany? So professionally since 05, but I've been writing since I was old enough to hold a pencil and paper. Um, I started reading at the age of four. Um, And so during elementary school, middle school, I started writing my own stories. I first got paid for writing as a sophomore in high school that um, our city's newspaper, I'm from Cleveland, so the Plain Dealer Mm -hmm. had an essay contest. 
and uh, it was 90 words for the 90s. So it was like 1989 going into 1990. And um, I won first place in the essay contest. So won $500. That was my first check that I got for writing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've just – I have so many stories that I still have to tell. So um, I plan on doing this for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. used to write my books longhand in notebooks. Now um, I use a laptop or I actually like to write on my uh, commute back and forth into D.C. I have about an hour-long commute to work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, I write on my iPhone <laughs> using the notes mm-hmm. function. So that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty much how I get it done. That's, that's where 30 books come, uh, comes from is <laughs> – being very dedicated to writing um, at every available moment. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you got to get it in when you can. <laughs> exactly. Do you, now, are your books, are they short or are they novellas? What What's your word count looking like or, or your page count when you put your books out? Are they um, full novels? How does that go? So I write both. Um, I have a traditional um, publishing contract where I'm writing full-length novels. So, I mean, you're asking word count. I don't know if your listeners know about word count, but like a, a typical novel, full-length novel is between 85,000 and 90,000 words. And then you'll have a novella, um, which is a shorter novel um, in the range of about forty-five to 50,000 words. Um, so, I do both. Um, I I am what is called a hybrid author, so I write uh, full-length novels with my publisher, and then um, I also do some self-published novellas, so those are around Mm 50,000 words. Yeah. Oh, wow. How do you balance that? Being being a dual, you know, that's like a you hybrid, a dual author. You, You write for a publisher. You write for yourself. How do you balance both? And, and being able to do requirements on both ends. I mean, like I said before, it's just really a matter of using every available moment of my time. I also work full time. I have a family. I have a husband. I have five children. Um, so it's a matter of not wasting any available moment. Um, so... I, people always ask me how, and it's really about being persistent, and it's about um, being dedicated to the stories. Um, one of my favorite authors, uh, Octavia Butler, talked about how persistence in writing is more important than talent, um, because some people are talented, very talented, and can't get the first book finished. Um, That's right. So... That's really what it's about. I, I honestly um, don't have any secrets. It's just uh, when I get off the phone with you, I'll probably be writing. <laughs> so Absolutely. And I think we talked about this, the difference between um, a creative writer and an author. I think there is a difference. We talked a little bit about that. Um, if you could give three, we'll say five, Five top 
um, jewels that you could drop on a new author, what would those things be that you would drop on them? Uh, one through three would be read. <laughs> read is one, read mm-hmm. is two, and read is three. <laughs> um, number four and number five is to write prolifically. Um, and number five would be write the whole book before you start thinking about the rest of your career. I talked to so many people um, who want to be mentored on the publishing process. And the first question I always ask them is, do you have a complete manuscript? 99.9999% of the people who ask me for publishing advice have not written a a complete manuscript. And then the ones who have, um, you know, when, when I do have the opportunity to read a few chapters, I would say about 80% of them, I can tell they haven't read any books in the genre they're trying to write. So that's why read is one, two, and three, um, because writers read and writers write. That is a mantra that you'll hear a lot of authors say um, because it's so important. You, In order to be able to be effective on the page, you have to have something in you. You have to have that writer toolbox. And part of that toolbox is knowing how books are structured, knowing what good prose sounds like, knowing um, how sentences should be set up, knowing how to describe characters without slowing down the story. You you learn some of that in creative writing classes, which I definitely encourage writers to do, but you can't learn everything in a class. Some of it is, um, you know, on-the-job training and hands-on experience, and you you really have to be an avid reader. If you tell me that you want to write fiction, primarily fiction, nonfiction is a different conversation, but if you want to write fiction and you don't read fiction, I don't take you seriously and your readers won't take you seriously. Mm-hmm. You just dropped some gems. Excuse me, I had something in my throat. <laughs> you just dropped some gems that um, even I, as a as a as a reader and as an editor, took notes because, like you said, readers, writers write and writers read, and you have to be able to, and it also keeps you current on what's going on in the industry as well. But I want to go back to something you said at the start of your interview when you said you write women's fiction. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting. Can you can you share with us why you why you feel that it's women's fiction and not just fiction that you write? Because women's fiction is a genre. Um so a genre is like a category of fiction. So there are certain mm-hmm. but like you'll hear a mystery is a genre, um romantic suspense is another genre, romance Women's fiction is a specific genre of books. So um, women's fiction most of the time has a romantic element, but you'll see women um, in tough situations. Um, and my, when I say women's fiction, it's not that a woman is always the main character or the protagonist. That is the case a lot of times, but Sometimes it's a, it's a man. It's just that these books appeal to a certain 
um, readers. So when I say women's mm-hmm. fiction, readers who go looking for women's fiction, they look, go looking for that category, they know what that means. Mm, okay. So it That's is fiction, interesting. but it's specifically mm-hmm. it's women's fiction. Okay. Got you. I like that. <laughs> Being a woman myself. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just right. how books are categorized certain ways um, to attract different audiences. So um, you have mm-hmm. urban fiction, you have um, inspirational fiction, Christian fiction. You know, my books have been categorized many different ways, but I honestly feel that women's fiction, and my publisher feels the same way, is the best category for my books. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about um, your your latest one, Her Secret Life, that's due out in April? So I wanted um, to write a book um, – I recently moved to the D.C. area, but prior to that, I lived in Texas, and I was in D.C. on an assignment for work for about four months. And what struck me um, commuting through D.C. was the level of homelessness in D.C. It is Mm -hmm. really an epidemic. Um, And one day I was at uh, the metro station, and there was a young lady. She had to be in her early 20s. And she had a table set up, and she was selling books um, that she had written. And, I mean, you could tell that she put the books together herself. I mean, they were held together with staples. But I wanted to support her because she was homeless. She was, you know, not just asking me for some change. She was saying, you know, I want to sell you my books. So I went to go get cash. When I came back, she was gone, um, probably trying Mm -hmm. to find a better spot, you know, (laughs) where she could – Make mm-hmm. more sales. Well, when I when I encountered this young woman, I really wanted to know what her story was. Like, how are you homeless in your early twenties? What would bring you to the point of needing to sell books to be able to pay for somewhere to lay your head? And I don't I don't know what her story was, um, but mm-hmm. as a fiction writer, my wheels start to turn just seeing just about anything. Um, Right. So I wanted to write a book about a young woman, a very young woman who um, becomes homeless in D.C. Um, so, I mean, that's just an idea. The story had to be crafted around that. Um, and so, like I said, I like to have my characters go to rock bottom. Um, sometimes I read books and the author wants to kind of protect their protagonist, like nothing bad ever happens to the heroine or the hero of the story. And, I mean, I I think the most interesting books that I've ever read is when the hero or the heroine is at great peril or in great danger. Um, and so um, I wanted to do that with this book. Um, so the main character, Annika, uh, story opens, and she meets a guy on the Metro platform. Um, and, you know, he's trying to holler at her. And you find out in the first few pages when she tosses his card in the trash um, that she's homeless. And so it kind of it backtracks from there to, uh, to the beginning of her story um, where you find out that she has a crack addict for a mother and how she kind of rose up through the ranks um, 
on deception and lies and how she got to a pinnacle of what she thought was success, and then you see her tumble to rock bottom. And and then yeah. it's about how she picks up the pieces after that. And so it's a roller coaster ride of a story. Um, I really mm-hmm. enjoy writing it. It's, um, to me, for me, a sign of, a, of when I think I've been successful telling the story is when I go back and reread it, um, when I have mm-hmm. to edit it. Like, I'll write the whole manuscript, and I put it to the side, send it to my editor. And when I go back to do the edit, if I stay engaged in the story that I wrote, Sometimes I feel like, okay, maybe I really did it this time. So we'll see. Right. We'll see what the readers say when it but comes out. But you know out. what? <laughs> I'm glad mm-hmm. that you said that because there are a few things that I, I see a lot of authors doing. The first thing is if the book is boring to you, the book is boring to the reader. And I don't <laughs> yeah. think a lot of times authors take time and pride in the things that they, they put out when they're signed to a publishing company. When they're self-published, it's different because everything is on you. you got to be on point. But when you're mm-hmm. signed to a publisher, I think that, you know, authors get that lazy pen syndrome a little bit. And it's still the same grind. It's still the same process. You have to make sure you are putting out your best work. You just can't throw up on the paper and then turn that paper in because you think somebody going um publish it. You know, you have to really make sure that you are, you've read over it. If it's boring to you, the first 25 pages, then you know you're not going to grab the reader in the 21st 25 pages. So that should tell you to go in and tweak it. Now, can you talk a little bit about that when you go in, you you know that it catches your attention, but what about the times that it doesn't? Can you talk a little bit about your experiences with that? So I'm never going to publish a boring book. So at least it won't be boring to me. (laughs) So my process is dropping the reader right in the action. Um, I believe in propelling the story forward with action. Um, I let my characters, um, I let their personalities unfold in the midst of, action, like you won't see long um, descriptions from me, you won't see me um, describing every article of clothing that a character has on trying to use up words. My process is to tell a story that moves um, because that's what that's what keeps you turning the pages. The story has to move. Character has mm-hmm. to be in one position at the beginning of the chapter and they're pretty much their whole life changes by the end of the chapter. Like, so I, I feel like this is a writing class, but that's, <laughs> you, you have to have a story that moves. If you want to engage your readers, you have to grab them from page one and never let them go. My goal is to write books that people don't put down because those are the kind of books I like to read. I like to get um, a novel and start reading it at, four o'clock in the afternoon and don't put it down until two in the morning when I'm done. Mm, That's a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that's rare. That's rare. So like it's, it's something to aspire to. So with every novel that I put out, I'm trying to go to Mm -hmm. the next level. 
I always try to top myself. I want every book that I publish to be my favorite book. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was about to ask you, out of your 30 books that you've published, what has been your most favorite to write? <laughs> um, it, It's always my current work. Um, This one, because I feel like I've grown as a writer, when I go back and read the stuff that I wrote early in my career, I want to pull it all off the shelves and rewrite it. Um, mm-hmm. I will say out of all of the books, um, that I've written, my fourth novel in the midst of it all was the closest to me because it, it is semi-autobiographical. Um, it's about a young woman who okay. mom has mental illness and they're in a cult. I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness and my mom is schizophrenic. So it's, it, the story is completely different from my life, but the um, the a lot of the emotions and the feelings that I had growing up kind of come out in the book. So that would be the closest, you know, to my heart mm-hmm. as far as stories go. But mm-hmm. I have to say my favorite of mine right now is Her Secret Life because I'm really excited um, for readers to read that one. <laughs> and that is standalone? Yeah, so I... <laughs> People always ask that question. As a matter of fact, when I posted the uh, picture of the book today, I it never fails. When I post a picture of a book cover, somebody asks, is this a standalone or in a series? Um, I do not publish series of um, paperbacks. I only do a series mm. as an ebook, And the reason why, um, if you know a little bit about the publishing industry, once you your book is on the shelves or available for purchase in the stores, maybe for 90 to 120 days. If you're very popular, your book can be on the shelves for six months to a year. So mm-hmm. think about a series, um, maybe your favorite series and how many books are in the series. So it may be nine or ten books in a series, sometimes it's less. Um, I enjoy reading series, but I think that our readers, African-American readers primarily, they cannot pick up a book in the middle of the series and start. They have to go Mm -hmm. back to the first book in the series. If you're on book 20, they want to read book 1 through 19 because they feel like they're missing Mm -hmm. out on something. (laughs) <laughs> if they don't have the entire story, no matter how I'm guilty, the writer is. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? So, I think it really depends on the writer's pen. Because when I started yeah, getting into urban fiction, I actually started the Thug series, but I started the Thug series backwards. I started with the last book, and I had to work my way back, only because I worked in a call center. And so you have to get the book that was available. And the one thing I love about, you have a a lot of authors that when they write series, they make sure that they can stand alone. Um, Just in case somebody jumps in in the middle. And then you have some that if they're not seasoned or depending on the structure of their pen, you got to read it from beginning to end or you'll be lost. Right. And, because there are those writers out there who are not seasoned and because 
I know that books may or may not be available. I mean, the way our readers um, discover authors, I still have, I've been writing since 05, and every day um, I, I reach a new reader that's never heard of me, which is great because I, I want to keep expanding my reader base. But because of that, I mm-hmm. don't want to hinder anyone from buying my most current release because they didn't get to read books 1 through 16. And they mm-hmm. may not even be able to find books 1 through 16. Um, I will write an ebook series um, be just because I control those, so I know I'm going to have it be available. Um, but as far as print books, the most I will do is a sequel um, you will not see me doing a series. <laughs> Just and and that's an industry thing. That's that's because of the flavor of the industry right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And can mm-hmm. before you go, I want you to touch a little bit on what you feel the state of the African American. Um, Authors portion of the industry Because the industry is really large And the way it's Broken up um, You can Tell the difference Like there are I went to an event last year And the and I sat on the panel So I could tell the difference Between The authors that you meet on Facebook The authors that are New York Times bestsellers, the authors that are actually pushing values and actually have real distribution, there's a difference in the way each of them moves. There's a difference in what they bring to the industry and how they um, move about the industry. Can you just talk a little bit about the state of just the African-American, I'm going to say, independent author? Let me just let me just say that I know and network with authors in every single last one of those categories that are phenomenal at what they do. Um, I do not think just because an author is independent that they don't have the same type of um, dedication to quality, dedication to the craft, love of the written word. They may just write a story that's not industry friendly. Um, so I, I know writers that have that same type of hunger, that same type of drive, that same author swag, if you will, that are New York Times bestsellers, that are independent, that are midlist authors who've been grinding for decades um, but still have full time jobs. I mean, I just. I think that it, it is an individual thing. Um, I don't think uh-huh. that you can group people. Um, so I, re- I guess I really don't know how to answer your question. As far as independent books go, um, I think what we're seeing is a resurgence of really quality fiction um, across the board from publishing houses. And I think that a lot of independent authors are really – tapping into the market of independent editors that are out there that 
have worked for years and years in the New York publishing in industry and publishing houses, they're out there now freelancing. I think independent mm-hmm. authors are now able to tap into some resources that were not available to them before. Um, you can get book covers made for $30 that look just like a book cover that you see on a, a book from a publishing house. So I, I just, I think it's all about the individual author's dedication to quality and dedication to what they want to bring their reader. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You just broke it down, girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but I love your passion for what you do, and that's one of the things that Alicia and I love when we have our guests come on for our listening audience to feel the passion of the various guests and authors and artists. So we so appreciate you for 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 joining us and sharing your journey. And please well, share your you social media. Me. <laughs> You're so welcome. Mm-hmm. Please share your social media handles and everything else that our listeners can look out for you coming from your camp. And for what, before you do that, did you ever find that young woman um, that you that was trying to sell books? I, and oh, I'm telling you, man. I still look for her. <laughs> I still look for her because I'm in D.C. every day. <laughs> So I oh I was hoping you did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Maybe well, hope maybe do. she's not on the street anymore. <laughs> so let's just pray for that part. Like maybe hey, she maybe mm-hmm. she got a book deal. I don't know. I don't even remember her. I wish I remembered her name. Like um, but no, I never saw her again. So I hope oh. that um, <laughs> I hope that she's it all doing well. Out for her. Mm-hmm. You and me both, because that's an interesting story you shared, and you know, you yeah. sometimes you just wish for the best outcome, but you know, one day you never know. Yep. But um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all as author Tiffany L. Warren. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, you you can it's either Tiffany L. Warren or author Tiffany L. Warren. On Facebook, it's author. The other two are Tiffany L. Warren. And um, mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm more active on Facebook and Twitter. I'm just now getting the hang of Instagram. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do have a website. Uh, we'll be updating that with my tour date. So that's TiffanyLWarren.com. Uh, anybody in the Atlanta area, um, I will be at the RT Book Lovers Convention um, the first week of May, which is going to be super fun um, doing a really fun event with 10 other authors called City Chicks uh, Bad Boy or City Chicks Southern Bells and Bad Boys. So it's going to be a party. Oh and um, <laughs> So you can check that, that out at artsconvention.com. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, that's that's awesome. And don't forget um, she has her book coming out in April, Her Secret Life. April she has given us the exact date. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the background of that story, so please pick that up. I know I'll be looking forward and, and see what your imagination has added to what you actually saw in real life. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm looking at the clock. It's almost time for scandal, so... um. <laughs> I'm gonna have to holler at y'all. 
<laughs> yes, we appreciate well, thank you so much. in the chat room with us. Thank you so very thank much. Thank you. All right. Y'all have a good one. Yeah. Okay, you too. This is a great show. If you missed awesome. any part of our show, make sure you go and check out our archives again here on blogtalk.com and on iTunes. We will see you guys tomorrow. You know, tomorrow is Grown and Sexy Day, so if you ain't grown and sexy, we, you can't call in tomorrow. We got the fabulous Hakeem <laughs> Stokes, Cotton Campbell, and Justin Q. Young. We got the males versus the females. We're going to be talking that talk tomorrow in the chat room. Good night. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. <laughs>